By curious Duck George. Duster. By curious George. How are you time? Are you enjoying You're saying the yellow duster? I know. I know. I know what he's saying. I know what he's saying. All right. So it says so we're on there. So I think we're okay. I think we're on. Let's see. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And we are broadcasting live from Julio's Liquors on Route 9 in Westboro. We're actually downstairs. Oh, I got my phone on. I don't know why. But uh, listen, I've been having uh, technical di difficulties with my phone all week. But uh, Randall Bird's, uh, I believe, has solved his. Randall, uh, Randall got a I new phone this upgrade. week. I went, I zoomed all the way from an iPhone 6 <laughs> to the Ooh. 14. To the fourteen, I, I was lucky enough to be at the Verizon dealer when uh, Randall did this, and you know usually you have to you hand in your own phone because yeah, you're getting like, some a trade in. They're gonna know, sir. You can you can have this. <laughs> they gave his old phone back. Here you go. You know, uh, might you might be at a cafe or some kind of wobbly table that this will this will fit right under and stop slide it. right under there. And yeah, that's probably the best thing it's good for. Yeah. Hey, anyway, so let's uh, you know what I probably should do is bring on to the grape one. Oh, here he comes, sure. making his way to the, the podium. Are they throwing roses? Is that some type of flower? <laughs> yeah, that's something. Oh, it's 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 Ray. El Ray is here with us today to do the, uh, well, you know, I, I should probably just go. Hello, I should probably just Hello. go from <laughs> hi, Ray, to it's the wine. All right, stop every whining. every stop. stop that. Every week, Ray comes and gives us his wine of the week. Yeah. So, Ray, yes, sir. take it away. What do we got this week? On this uh, dark, dreary Saturday. Yes. In January. Yes. So. Uh, Never had those in New England. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I thought we'd uh, do something that would be appropriate for a day okay. like today. So uh, today's selection is a producer called Marietta's Cellar. They're a Sonoma producer, actually okay. in Geyserville. And the wine is called Old Vine Red. Now, if you're just listening on the radio, you can Why can't... would I drink old wine? Oh, old, old vine. vine. Old, old vine. vine. Oh, I... Old Vine Red. Old Vine Red. And it, uh, unfortunately, if you're listening on the radio, you can't see the bottle. There is no vintage on this. Ah. There's no vintage. So what this small family-owned producer does, they take barrels of previous vintages and blend okay so this is called lot 74 it is a uh, predominantly zinfandel yeah you definitely taste a little spiciness on yeah. there it's really nice and it's a reason for that it's predominantly zinfandel but it does not reach the, the uh, threshold of 75 percent, so it cannot be called zinfandel oh, okay that's why the old vine red so uh like i said it's mostly zinfandel but there's Syrah, yeah, Petite Syrah, uh, Carry On, and a little bit of Barbera in here. So it's kind of a funky little blend. And uh, I just thought it would be great. And what's the price point of this? $16.99 before discount. It's going to be 15% okay. off, which if I do my math would be around $14.45 a bottle. Okay. 
Okay. Really nice. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Uh, it drinks above its uh its weight class. Ab- absolutely. And one of the one of the uh, nice green at the end too. Like yes. Green. So. Do you taste the color green, Randall? No. <laughs> no. All right. So one of one of the little uh, adjectives we use when we talk about Zinfandel is briery, and, briery. and so it does like, have a briery. Like a green briar. Yes. So it does have that briery component to it, which in wine lingo basically means uh, either high alcohol or, or very strong tannin. Okay. Uh, but generally, the aroma that you pick up, I know Randall's picking this up big time. Oh. It's uh, Gotta get back there. plum, which yeah. is a component of Zinfandel. So you get the plum and you have black tea. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on the finish, in the palate, you're probably going to pick up some cherry and some currant as well. Yeah, cherry and currant really um, yeah. dominate the the finish on this. Yeah, and so, as well as that, and then it flips to that like what you call the briar, the briery, Bray, wet, brisk outside, and you felt that this was going to go well with this weather. Why? Well, I'll give an example. Uh, I know my wife is watching, so she's. Making... She said she stopped watching. I, no, I, no, I, no, I, no. She, she's watching, she and she says, tomorrow we're having uh, meatloaf. Ah, so this is a great. Pairing with meatloaf uh, on a day like today, a nice bowl or cup of chili. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, I was Perfect. thinking, uh, I was thinking like uh, a, Italian, like spaghetti, spaghetti Absolutely. meatballs or something like that. Absolutely. Even Stop a great, right be there. great pizza. I want to know what? right now. What? No, I was doing a meatloaf song. Oh. <laughs> you want to know right now? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I now, can't leave it up there too long. I have one more question for you. Okay. Yes, sir. Is it true that the carry-on grape was designed so you could bring alcohol onto an airplane? <laughs> so I, the carry-on grape? Yeah. Is that, is that what you're going with? Something different. Oh, the like, carry-on grape? Well, it's, right. uh, it's C-A-R-I-G-N-O-N. You're, oh, be, you're really fantastic today, aren't you? <laughs> well, I think well, this, this is delightful wine. Yeah, I mean, and again, great price point. Yeah, uh, you know, even the regular everyday price of sixteen ninety nine. It's yeah, I keep great, forgetting that you get a discount on yeah, that it's too. A great so value, really great. and uh, for this week, uh, it's going to be like I said, roughly. I didn't do the math, but it's about fourteen forty five with the fifteen percent discount. Great, and, and you uh, got to retell everybody what it is because yeah, I keep yeah. forgetting it. So it's the producer is Marietta Sellers. Yeah, family owned. And they call this Lot 74 and Old Vine Red. Now, they also make a Cabernet, which we have upstairs. They also make a regular Zinfandel, which we have upstairs. But this is the uh, the Old Vine, which, again, is a— Is this less or more expensive than those? Uh, roughly in the same price point. Price point? Okay, I'm just curious. Under 20 But yeah. it yeah. says OVR on the front yes. and then underneath it Old Vine Red. So if right. you're looking for it on the shelf— First of all, you should be talking to some staff because they can be yeah, very helpful. Yeah, they a lot. Yeah. yeah. So uh, today, a jury day, not too much to do for people, right? Come on well, I know I'm going to have a pizza and yep. this wine now, so there's plenty to do now. Come on in and see me. Yeah. We'll taste together. If I'm so this is customer, just an excuse for you to have more somebody wine. Somebody on the staff will will it'll be on the uh, on the bar area. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can try before you buy it. Absolutely. Do you, yeah. Absolutely. Do you enjoy having a profound effect on what Ryan's going to eat? In the next day or two. Oh, why would you? Because he always brings home a bottle. I know. He it's like great. He's like, I'm going to have pizza, then the meatloaf or whatever, and then steaks yeah. and all this other stuff. Yeah. I think that you're just trying to. I'm very, very. 
really concerned he, about uh, his calls, culinary. He, he uh, calls Jen and culinary. asks her, what, yeah. what are you making? I'll just pick which. Yeah. <laughs> what type of wine you want, Jen? He calls the lovely Jennifer, and that's how it goes. Yeah. Oh, that's great, Ray. Thank you very much. That, yeah, that was great. Nice. You, you you stick around today, or you got to get uh, take off, or uh, uh, I, I can. Stick all right, I, I like that. I like when Ray can stick around. All right, so a couple different fun things happened this week. Um, I should say it is it is it, we're we're in a dichotomy right now because it's like it is from a lot of people dry January. They're not drinking. I changed that to rye January. So if you're gonna drink, you should drink rye whiskey, and uh, uh, and you know every word dry has rye in it. That's right. That's that's the whole point, isn't it? Um, I'm going to let you guys try because Ray didn't uh, Ray hasn't had this. Um, so one of the um, fun things that we've been doing uh, with with rye whiskey is we we've been doing a vertical of pin hook, pin hook rye. We're up to a seven year old. We did four year old, five year old, six year old and seven year old. We just picked uh, last week after last week's show. And that's why I'm sort of pulling this out is we just picked. Number eight, hand that, that down to Randall. And here you go, Ray, here's for you. This is um, number eight. So this is going to be the eight-year-old. Excuse me, not number eight. This is the eight-year-old. Um, I will tell you right now, let uh, Johnny get this, but this is, um, I don't think he gave me the. Well, number number seven is the most terrifying of all the rise, right? Because <laughs> seven, eight, nine? Because seven, eight, nine, yeah. Uh, you weren't going to get me on that one, Randall. <laughs> here you go, Johnny. Johnny's going to take that try. There's no ABV on this, but this is all cast strength. This one is going to be called Clubhouse Turn. So we've been moving the 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 horse around the track. So and last pin hook, of course, which has a horse theme and logo right. on the bottle. So for our listeners who are not familiar with the brand, right? And then a lot so of bourbons tie themselves to uh, horse racing, horse racing in Kentucky. So so that's going to be the number eight, the eight year old that's going to be coming out uh, shortly, probably within the next couple couple months. But we do right now have. Five, I think a little bit of five left, six-year-olds, a little bit of six, and most of the rest of it's seven, which is the current uh, release. And then we're going to have the eight in. So it's a good time to sort of get that because I mean, there's a lot of people that do that, and they want to taste the vertical. They want to see how it progresses right. over the over the years as we're doing this. And our plan is to go to 12-year-old. As long as it's good. As long as it's if good. It I will not the, stop. Yeah, the flavor profile. I will stop. not good, yeah. I will stop. All right. Well. There's it's no the liquor it. talking here. Well, we're going to have to stop for a oh, break okay. right now. So all right, all right. It's the liquor talk here on WCRN AM 830 on your dial. Please stay tuned. We'll be through after these commercial breaks on the radio, but continuing through with the Facebook live feed uh, if you're able to watch us through that. Yeah, if you're on the fiasco that we call show, you can just sit there and watch it on Facebook. We'll see you on the other side. All right. That was quite good. That good? Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like that one. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a really, really great uh new one uh that's gonna be coming out. Um, so there's nothing there's nothing I've been doing some posting online. I'm gonna start this okay. one. I've been doing some posting online. And one of the things that I've been doing and people have started to comment on is I've been doing what they call a bottle kill. It's when you have the last glass of 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 a bottle finishing it off finishing it off and so like i don't know almost every night i've been throwing a picture up of my latest bottle kill and everybody's now people are starting to comment they're like well you are killing a ton of bottles and somebody even said are you drinking all of it and that's the last bit i'm like no no these i my new year's resolution was to clean up my bar and then what's great about cleaning up your bar is drinking the whiskey that 
should be drunk and getting it off the bar. And so that's right now I'm in the point where I'm doing just bottle kills. Right. So it's kind of your cleanup of all your little loose ends that are getting towards the end. Right. You're just uh, taking them out. And uh, yeah. cleanup has never been so much fun, Randall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's always a huge chore for me, but it sounds like you've figured out how to make it. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, so uh, so well, uh, in that spirit for for right now, I thought that. Uh, uh, John, Johnny on the spot, Johnny, uh, he sent down a couple uh, bottles and says, hey, we're almost out of this. You guys have got to finish these off. So I said, you know what? It should travel over here to bottle kills and the show. So this is Whistle Pig 10-year-old. Actually, this is an 11-year-old because this is ours. These go to 11, reference right. to Spinal Tap. It's supposed to be a 10-year-old, but it's actually an 11-year-old. And this is five, uh, 105.6 or 52.8% ABV. Um, and there's enough, I think, here for us to get through yeah. the bottle kill of of this whistle pig. So I figured I, mean, I could do a tiny amount. You could do a tiny amount. All right. Well, because we got well, we I have mean, some we, live we got, Yeah, no, we got plenty. Here. We got plenty. We got we got enough. You know, it's not like uh, this is um, like I said. This is a uh, 105.6 proof. This is an 11 year old whistle pig. This is out of um, the source on this is out of Canada. Yep, thank this is you. Can, a Canadian whiskey, the fr a friendly neighbors to the north. So go ahead and try that. And that, that way we get rid of one more bottle that's clogging up our system that we need to get out of here. So now do you save that. the actual bottle or those are go? You know what I do? And I don't know if a lot of I don't know if a lot of people do this at home, but I, I do. I save every cork. I don't I don't save the bottle. The bottle goes bye bye. But I save every cork because I never know when I'm going to need. One of these, and I have a jar. So you have all the cork. Of yeah, I have thousands of corks. Yeah. But it, like when I when something goes wrong and I need a cork, I I can go through and find one that fits the bill what I need. Sure. What do you guys think of this one? We're almost done with this barrel too. This barrel's are you losing too. corks faster than you can save them? This concerns me. No. What is happening to the these exact corks opposite? That are, that are that are disappearing so quickly. The, the, the one breaks, or you know, or okay. or. It, degrades and I need another cork and yeah. you got to save all of them because you never know what size is going to yeah, fit the, the bottle. Are very different, right? So that's why. Oh no, no, they're not. They're not failing at a rate higher than I'm saving. Well, I'm like, what's going on over in that household? That's uh... oh, there's a lot going on. Trust yeah. me. All right. So, um, all right, here we go. We're coming back, and I'll just do this on the air. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. Um, during the break, uh, we actually did a what we call a bottle kill. We killed off a, um, the last a whistle pig. Smidgens. Smidgens. And we need to start cleaning stuff up. It's the new year. We need to get rid of stuff that's that's hanging around and, and going forward. It's, and this is this now, hits, this hits too, because it's rye January, of course. So we have that going for In my household, I'm not allowed to bring in new things unless something goes out. Right. I think Patty meant you. Right. But I think that, that like what the, what the, the kind of goal is, is you want to clean these out because you're going to have more stuff that's coming that's right. in. No, you're absolutely correct. But, you know, I think it's a the fun rule, it's, the it's, rule that I've been opposed right. is very draconian. But, well, I think my mine's a little bit more fun. 
right. <laughs> than with the other one that you have. Yeah. I'm getting rid of stuff, but I'm actually drinking it every night. So. Well, I think she's talking about cars. I know she is. Oh. <laughs> All right. How about the larceny question of the show? Yeah. You want to do that today? All right. Um, well, this is a shoe in for Ray today, but, oh. but I'll, I'll read it anyway. The larceny question of the show today is true or false? A white wine can be made from red grapes. A white wine can be true or false? White wine. Now can we be can made jump right into this. Typically, we do this over the break. But, right. Yeah. You, I can actually ask. Now, do you want answer. we want me to answer first? So I look foolish, yeah, or do no, you want me no. to wait and hear what Ray's expert opinion is? If on? I let Ray go first, the answer will be known. So obviously, I want you to go first. Yes, you can make it with red grapes. As I understand it, it's about how you use the skin of the grape that adds to the color of the wine. So, correct. Yeah, Ryan, totally not paying attention. He's just doing something <laughs> completely different. All right. Yes. Yes. Give me one minute. Um, it's the skin uh, and how you use it that puts the color in the wine. So, a white wine can be made with a red grape, is my answer. Okay. Ray, would you like to give us the answer? Uh, I'm in agreement with uh, with Randall. This may be the only time in human history where you might be in agreement with Randall. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Ray knows what he's talking about. Me, I'm just like spinning my wheels over here trying to. All right, let me just tell Johnny something. There's, there's those are in the back. All and right. It has his full card on top of it. So if you're wondering how right. a radio show just goes to pieces and falls apart. This is it. It's you're running a passing while you're doing a radio show and running a store. And yeah, well, why not? All right. All right. So white wines are often made from red grapes. How? The red color comes from the skin. So when winemakers produce a white wine from red grapes, they remove the skins quickly after crushing. Right. So it's usually the, fr the free flow juice is actually clear. On uh, all, or, all, all wines? Is that true? Well, I mean, all grapes. Like, I mean, excuse me. I yeah, guess. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, once you start, um, once you start getting into the crush and you start using the, the the skin or the must of the grapes, then you start getting color, right? Right. Right. So, but here, here's something that uh, Ray just uh, all whiskeys come off the still clear too. It's yeah. only the barrel that gives it its flavor and its color. It's color. So, like, yeah. I mean, I always think that that's fascinating because people go like, "Well, I'm looking at whiskey, and I'm like, but it looks like vodka." Yes until the actual final step of, of aging. I'll give an example. We have a wine upstairs uh, from uh, the old Soviet Union area called Georgia? Moldava. Oh, Mo Moldava. Moldava. Um, and what it is, it's a white Cabernet Sauvignon. And people will come in and say, I never heard of a white. Well, the juice from the Cabernet Sauvignon grape is clear. Right. Yeah. And what they did, there's virtually no skin contact. So it, it's white, and basically the, this particular wine is loaded with tropical fruit. Now, you don't get tropical fruit from Cabernet, but you do get it after it's been uh, uh, macerated, and then it goes through the barrel fermentation. Right. So you get that, and the longer that skin is in contact with the juice, yes. the deeper and darker the color of the wine is. All right, you got to bring there, us down that wine. No, I get, we got to try I, that. I guess that's, my, that's, my question is there's no grape out there that if you squeeze it, the juice comes out like a blackberry or something. The juice is literally a different color. The juice, but is, all grapes. The juice clear. is the, the juice is clear. The juice is clear. Yeah. There's no varietal that. Yeah. No, we should do maybe maybe um we'll we'll do like uh like because we drink a lot. I mean, you can't help it, but you drink a lot with your eyes, right? Mm -hmm. You see something, you see a red wine, you sort of already have a preconceived notion what it's going to taste like, right? So. 
um, you see, you know, you see whiskey and you see the color. We talked about this before. You see the color um, and you're sort of already, it's already given you clues as to the, the flavor components right. that it's going to have. But, you know, like tequila makes uh, and, and mezcal make a Cristalino, which basically has age and they remove the color. Right. There's also um, uh, cognacs that are blanche, uh, cognacs that have seen no barrel age. So they're clear. Yeah. And um, so there's, there's also clear whiskey, even though it has to touch a barrel, it doesn't necessarily have to get uh, color from that. Or you could do new make, which is right off the still. I, I thought you were on the verge of saying an experiment was going to happen. <laughs> well, no, I think that's one of the most dis disturbing experiences I had was in the 80s when they had those clear sodas. When you thought that guy had candy in this van? No, no. no OK. Just want to make sure um, was, no. Clear sodas. Yeah. And you'd smell oh, yeah, it, still, right. and you'd be like, this is orange soda or whatever. You'd taste it. It would taste like all the flavor, but you could the disconnect by looking at it. Yeah. So yeah, we even have um we even have a couple of those, like we have uh uh you know, like an Irish cream or cream yeah, whiskey. Yeah. There's like uh nope. a wild arbor is clear. It tastes creamy, it tastes dairy, so it, but yeah, there is no it, dairy in it. So yeah, it so it throws off, throws yeah. you off. And that's also sort of like sort of fun things to do. But like you see, like come off the like you see the 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 juice coming off the grapes when they start to crush, it's clear. Yeah. So it's it's very I think it's really interesting. So yeah. maybe we should play with I that. I think that one of the next uh, wines of the thing, we should have one of those. Do you want to have one of those? Uh bring in a white wine, but like fool us because we, or whatever. It's really easy, by the way. It's not <laughs> or right. I know give you coloring really. into a white wine and then uh, I think like we'll, you know what? Mess with us. I think we'll do that next week. Well, don't tell me that we're going to do it next week. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. In the future. I understand. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You don't understand with him, Ray. It's the it's the element of surprise that he wants. That he right. Okay. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, another fun thing that happened this week that um, uh, Randall and I have been working on this project with uh, with McCully uh, Minton. Uh, who used to be the barrel master at uh, Wilderness Trail. He started a new company. It's called. Uh, uh, dark dark arts whiskey house yeah. and randall and i have been working with him on a couple different things uh two products that are coming out this year and uh the guys at uh kevin at um uh, market watch magazine did an article about it well i got a phone call last week from the their main consumer uh publication of theirs which is the whiskey advocate and the article has been touched up for built basically for consumers and the, it just got republished on online whiskey advocate online of our projects that we're doing with dark arts whiskey house. So Randall, you're now yeah. you used to be famous, but now you're infamous, which is well, way when better. You say it was touched up. I always think like, this is like putting lipstick on a pig. <laughs> like there's only so much you can do with the core core story, but it was originally a trade publication Right, and now consumers would be able to access it through this whiskey app. Not program. only that, but I think they 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 sort of um, changed some wording around that would be more consumer friendly rather than sort of like insider jargon on some of the things. Yeah, um, so a better explanation of actually what we what we're doing with them. Um, so I, I I think we should have that on the show. Just somebody who translates what we're actually saying. Well, don't you translate so for me? I thought that's what you did. Well, no, I thought but that's I what mean, you were like, here for. it's you know. Well, I thought we would have, you know, this is the like it's like oh, talking. Yeah. So I did grab um, Macaulay was kind enough to send him to us down a couple bottles back with you. This is cast strength at 114. This is a seven year old age, seven years. This is this very, is a, very special stuff that he is submitting for, uh, I think, some 
award review. Is he? But is it this is not available to the Not available to the general public, yeah. right. So this is an Armagnac cask and a Pinot Noir cask, wine cask. Oh, wow. That he's um, mixed together. Oh, maybe this is the one. I didn't open this one. Did you bring the other one? No. No, I'll open this one. I'll open this one. All right. So. I don't think we have both of them here, do we? We have the other one here? Yeah. The the Just the kind of core brand the ideas that he's working on are finishes and blending. So you can see it, Ray. Or batching, which is very different from a single barrel pro program per se, where you kind of get what you get. Right. the single barrel you pick from the single barrels this one he's uh would it be fair to say custom allowing you to customize and play with it yeah this one is his experiment right but you've done a few down there uh using some red well, and, and white port finishes right so we get a rye coming out called portal and that's going to have a red we took two barrels a red port uh a rye that was finished in a red port barrel and a rye that was finished in a white port barrel and we blended those together that's going to be called portal and then we did a bourbon which was done, uh, one of the barrels was done in Armagnac, and the other barrel was done in French oak. Oh, wow. And we mixed those two together. So um, I just talked to um, McCulley. Yeah, we, I don't think we have the other one. Uh, I just, no, you leave that one there. Okay. I, I just talked to McCulley this week, and, uh, and we're, we're talking about final volumes of stuff coming, because it's a lot, of, a lot of whiskey. Right. And um, so he's actually, one of, we're doing them in equal parts. So um, one of one of the rise is like there's only there's 40 gallons of it, which is pretty much a full barrel. He's going to do some and he's going to actually leave it at the distillery or he's going to do stuff with it at the distillery. So more people will be able to get their hands on it yep. across the country. And then we'll have our portion that will come here yep. and then we'll sell it here, um, which is I think it's going to be super cool. I can't wait for it. It should be here in February. Um, very excited about that. Um, as as if you're in Massachusetts, you'd be able to get it here at Julio's Liquors. We also have some outpost stores that I never talk about no. a lot because um, uh, Four Seasons in Hadley yep. uh, sells our lock and key picks. Uh, so if you're out by there, up at the north, up in uh, the north part there, North Andover Wine Connection, and we just brought on um, three uh, the Cape Cod markets, uh, Andy's Market. Uh, in tea ticket market and Canterbury market in, on the Cape. Wow. They will now be uh, selling lock and key picks going forward. As we get new picks in, they will be picking up the reins. So, and at Dark Arts Whiskey House. Now. So Dark you Arts have Whiskey open House. portals. That's right. To your whiskey all over the place. Well, the other thing is, too, don't forget, too, that like if you're out and about, um, uh, 111 Chop House has uh, just about every whiskey we've done. Um, it's on their list, so you yeah. can ask for that. And then, and of course, we've done projects, and all of our barrels are also available at Fireflies Barbecue in 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 Marlboro. Yeah. So if you know, there's going to be more and more places where you can taste the the uh, the hard and diligent work that Randall and I do to try to bring uh, liquid nourishment to a parched audience. That's right. Wow. <laughs> so we're going to take a, a little bit of a break. And then we're gonna we're gonna come back, and I want to talk about some uh, new stuff that's coming out that's hitting the hitting the whiskey scene, and uh, we're also gonna try some non-alcoholic product. Maybe we'll do one of those during the break. All right. Dry January. Well, the D is silent, and it's just Rye January here on It's the Liquor Talking. Please stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. All right.
So dry January, we're going to get a couple things. Uh, Johnny's going to make us a drink for when we come back on the air uh, oh. with C-Lip. They were just in here last night, and those were some of the first ones going on. But I figured we would try. Now, these are non-alcoholic. So would you like to try a, a – a, like, no, no alcohol on it. It's basically a, a G&T, gin and tonic. The other one is a mojito. And the last one is a lime daiquiri. Well, I'm trying want to try the lime daiquiri. That seems not interesting. Yeah, you can pick. I, I just, I just because not many people drink daiquiris. Daiquiris are awesome, especially the or the the not the crazy strawberry daiquiri fruity green, but no. the regular daiquiri with the sugar. Yes, I don't right. know. I didn't should probably look usually this sugar cube. But I don't think so. This is from Ish of Copenhagen. This is the mindful drinking company Ish. So it's like gin Ish. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is uh, this is a lime daiquiri ish. It's not. No it doesn't alcohol. Have alcohol or very low alcohol. No alcohol, or right. or well, one of those think... things that are less than one percent type thing. Let me try that. Let's see what you think. Uh, I think it usually says on this one, but I don't think there's any in this one. Some of the other ones that are de alcohols, they they'll say, oh yes, uh, less than 05 percent ABV. Oh, wait a whoa, whoa, whoa! It's dry January. Randall. There's more alcohol in your mouthwash this morning than that. Whatever. I've had the wine, the barrage. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's the nature of this show. But like, but even the same thing is like we were talking about this the other day. There's more alcohol. I think there's more alcohol in that and like a ripe banana or ripe piece of fruit. Are you saying that I have an excuse to not brush my teeth this month because <laughs> I'm celebrating? No, we're all saying you should brush no, your teeth okay. this month. <laughs> the exact opposite. Well, I'm. You know what's really actually cool about this? This one has some like textural. You know what this yeah. needs? Some alcohol. <laughs> no, guess, it's actually pretty good like, though. I've never had a hankering for an al a non-alcohol version of a drink. I do all the time though. No, right. I do that. No, but I do okay. that all the time though. Just get a of, like a Bloody Mary, like without the you know, like yeah. Okay. No, but I mean, like I, when I'm usually not drinking, I'm usually got like a club soda with lime and cranberry. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so that's not, I mean, if you get into it, that's I'm, the only thing that's missing is the alcohol for a mixed drink. Yeah. So, um, but this one is actually this really one nice. Taste. Away our one audience live. Yeah. He's out of here. Yeah, he's, he's like, like uh, they've, they've gone alcohol. He said, alcohol. he said, wait a minute. <laughs> the name of the show is it's the liquor talking and they stopped drinking. So I'm out of here. But no, this is, um, this one's actually pretty good. I'm interested in trying a lot of these like RTGs ready to go things. Yeah. Because it, there's no mixing involved, and we're going to get into the whole the whole thing we give up. All right, here we go. Thank you, John. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking, or maybe it's not the Liquor Talking, so to speak, because during the break, we tried Ish, which is a, a brand of, yeah, my, the Mindful Drinking Company, Ish, and we just had the Lime Daiquiri non-alcoholic pre-mixed cocktail. It's dry January. A lot of people are, are doing that. We have actually taken at Julio's all of our non-alcoholics, beers, wines, and spirits, and put them in one convenient spot um, that's really easily shoppable that everybody can sort of enjoy. And we right. kicked it off for dry January, but we're going to have this all the time. This is where this is where all this stuff is going to be from now on. 
And uh, Kenny and I had had this conversation of where the best place to sell non-alcoholic products are. In the marketplace. And we said liquor stores would be the most one because we're going to teach people about it. Like this here is actually really cool. This ish, um, this lime daiquiri one that we just had, very tasteful, great lime flavor to it. Um, really nice. But like a liquor store can explain that and educate people better on that. Now, this one's just already pre-mixed. not too much to explain about that. But during the ba break, I also, if you notice in front of you, you now have a clear, sparkly uh, drink in front of you that I figured we would try. This is uh, the Seedlip. Seedlip. Uh, actually, Ray, Ray, can you hear me that bottle right there? Sure. This is the Seedlip Garden 108, distilled with herbal botanicals. So... This is what we would call a uh, a, a non-alcoholic spirit, so to speak. Now, the thing is with a lot of these type of things is that you don't drink these straight. In other words, I wouldn't just chill this up and maybe put this in a glass and drink it straight. It's meant to go with something. It's meant to unlike the ready to drink. Other than unlike the ready to drink. So, but try this. Johnny just did this with just, what club soda. This is just with club soda. So what would this drink be if it were the alcohol version? Um, it'd be it'd be on the lines of a gin and tonic. Yeah, we're just using but that's the whole point though, is that a lot of these things don't have to be a mocktail of something else. They can just be enjoyed as like the botanicals in this. I think oh. obviously for, for a lot of this stuff, gin is the easiest because gin's always based upon botanicals anyways. Somebody said, "Well, what do you, what do you, you know? What would you do for vodka?" And I go, "Well, uh, Worcester water would be pretty good. That's got flavor to it. Yeah. But I mean, oh, vodka is supposed to be odorless, colorless, tasteless. Right. So technically, water. You're really not going to do anything with vodka. Vodka is an alcohol delivery system, anyways, at best. Yeah. So that one's sort of out the thing. But they have other ones that sort of taste that have like, um, sort of taste like a tequila, or it tastes like a rum, or tastes like a a, a whiskey. But you can't." really just take that and pour it and drink it and expect it to taste like a whiskey. It, when you make the cocktail, it takes the place of the whiskey. So it's going to give you flavors that are reminiscent of whiskey or rum or gin um, or, or tequila as the case may be. And they, they tend to work better in a cocktail. And we're going to be doing more and more of these type of things. And as a matter of fact, chef Lena Eisenhower called me this week and she says she loves the idea because she, she has uh, an autoimmune deficiency, so alcohol is difficult for her. And so she does a lot of stuff. She says, this is super interesting that you're putting this all together. And what she's going to be doing is uh, mocktail Mondays. Every Monday, she's going to put a video together using non-alcoholic ingredients to make something that looks tasty. Well, and and like for restaurants, bars, or yeah. pop-ups, or it's not a uh, violation of the um... – having your permits and licensing for serving alcohol. Right. There I is mean, no she does, but yeah, like but this is, yeah, this you is... could theoretically, you know, try and do some fun stuff and not have to worry about the legalities of the alcohol. Seedlip sure. Seedlip was one of the first ones on market with this yeah. with this sort of sort of thing. And and it's basically it still is distilled except there's no alcohol um to it. But I remember these things first coming out and they were like sixty five dollars for a bottle. And yeah. now they're like uh, 35, 30, 35. Yeah. And they've come down. I mean, I don't think any of this stuff is cheap because if you do it right, you're still doing almost all the processes 
that you would have to do if you were be being distilled. Yeah, but you don't have the taxation on it. The taxation would be the only so other thing. I, but I packaging and over time, like I saw this happen uh, over time, I think right. It comes down. So, like, you could make biodiesel using used uh, vegetable oil or used oil, but they would price it like two cents below regular diesel. Right. But it, it just seemed odd to me because it was such an opportunity to do some good, but the profit motive moved it right next to what the cost of a regular, regular bin might be. Yeah. Or, so it's yeah. sort of like yeah. it almost runs counterproductive. Well, and when I, I when I was originally thinking about this uh, earlier in the show, I was thinking, like, well, what's the point? But I remember that I started – pretty early on uh drinking a lot of the non-alcoholic wine right or as i like to call it uh, grape soda so there you go but that's the argument a lot of people go well just you know it's called you know just have juice or just have this and it's like no if you like the taste of beer or you like the taste of wine or you like the taste of mixed drinks right. there is a difference than just getting something like that like you like the taste of like uh like italian sodas like bitter sodas that's more akin to having right. you know that type that that's more akin to actually a drink than having um, a glass of orange juice is, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. Or having a Fanta grape yes. soda. And you, and your taste profile does change over time, right? I can't drink, used to eat, drink so much orange crush, grape knee high, those like just super uh, ultra sweet sodas. And now they're too much. Right. I mean, maybe with a pizza a nostalgic thing, I can have like a little can of soda, but like, I mean, I could do a two liter of orange crust. Now I would probably go into sugar shock in like two seconds from it. That's not a pretty side of it. But your t my taste has moved to embrace more stuff that was a little bit more tannic or bitter or acidic and right. has subtleties in these different areas. And so I think that that's like how I would try and position explaining why you would do non-alcoholic stuff. Right. It allows you to, to pair stuff with food and dinner and play with those flavors without the risk or danger of, you know, the alcohol. The alcohol. So. And so, we'll, you know, what we've done upstairs, and it's going to be sort of a, an evolving thing. Um, we do have this area now that's right under the, the awnings as you come in the store uh, with the beers, the wines, and so forth. And we're doing it like Kylie Minogue's got one that just came out, non-alcoholic, sparkling and stuff like that. Somebody asked me how to make a a, a, a mimosa, non-alcoholic mimosa, and I was like, well, isn't that just orange juice? No, there is actually a de-alcoholized mimosa, I mean, a Prosecco that you could put orange juice in and have sort of the same flavor effects that you would normally have with a mimosa with a, or a Prosecco. Yeah. So I would do like a Martinelli's in orange juice. Well, that's that's a sparkling great. Uh, was that sparkling cider, right? Cider, right. Cider. But I mean, it gives yeah. you the bubbles. It right. has a little a bit, little of, bit of flavor and add the crispness of a prosecco or champagne. So that's but, so yeah. that's what it's going to be. We're gonna we're gonna have that that, that it's going to be evolving a little bit because we are listening to customer feedback. They're looking for different ones. We're trying to find them for them. Uh, we're not overloading the section with certain certain items. We want to see if people like those. We're going to be doing tastings. There'll be a whole bunch of things that revolve around it. It's another section of our store. Well, and I that, that we know. Now been put on this quest. Can you de-alcohol an existing product? Yeah, you, you of course you could. Right, but does yeah. that affect the, the overall flavor? Well, that's if the you whole had point. a gin. That's the whole that point. I'm sitting around for a while, and I'm like, I'd still like to use this, but maybe let me see if I can pull the alcohol. Well, out. I don't know if you remember when Seedlip first came out, Randall. You and I decided that we were going to do, we were going to distill our own botanical, and we set up oh, the still. Did. We set up the still, and we actually did the cage and everything, and we put it through. And it was very time consuming, but it did work. Yeah. 
but it was one of those type of things like, okay, so you can distill this, you can distill these flavors into like a water, which is, I mean, this is a very simplified version of what Seedlip is doing, but it can be done. And it's actually, it's actually tasting really good. We did like basil and lime. We'll have to see if I oh. can uh, post it, uh, but I'll see if I can find the photos because when we did this experiment, we we're very serious. We're very scientific about it. <laughs> and so there's a video and we're using some of the, the water cooling by your we used to buy pool. The, by the pool. And so right in the middle of the video, your daughter comes flying down the slide and shoots <laughs> into the pool. And it took away all the gravitas and important scientific work that we were doing. We weren't like, that scientific yeah. about it, but yes, I think she was, she was, she was, she was fascinated by it. It was pretty funny. All right. So enough of the non-alcoholic. We said it's dry January, but it's rye January. Um, we did a assignment potluck this week, which was rye whiskey uh, for this past go with, uh, for this past uh, whiskey Wednesday. Right. We had a bunch of ryes out there. One of the ryes that we had is Randall and I's pick from Wilderness Trail, our barrel pick which is a rye whiskey it was uh uh 110.4 proof um the funny part about it is uh the name of the barrel is your thirsty devils and um rightfully so it's a 5 year old 7 month uh 5 year 7 month old rye whiskey um it only produced 24 bottles that's it there was only 24 bottles in the barrel period and, uh, and most distilleries won't allow you to just they won't usually bottle it's it. It's not worth the time, so, effort, yeah. and but what you're I think they felt from bad. This, this is like a concentrate. <laughs> I think they felt bad because you really have an intensity, even though it's a uh, X amount of years old. It tastes as much more of a wooded thing because you've you basically have a reduction after all that other stuff is evaporated or leaked out. What you got at the bottom of this, and looking at the color from over here, like beautiful is like super dark. Yeah. But um, I think this, quite frankly, tastes better than that 11, 12-year-old whistle pig that, that we just tried. This is the concentration level that's on this. This is not available online. This is only available in the store. As a matter of fact, when we did it Whiskey Wednesday, uh, we had uh, 23 bottles because this is number 24. Uh, there's only like 10 or so bottles, and I asked everybody only if they were going to buy that to only buy one yeah. so we could spread out the, the 23 bottles that were left. To more people, so this is available in the store today, Johnny. Was it like ten bottles left? Something like that. It's nine, ten bottles of this left yeah. in the store. So if you're out and about today and you like rye whiskey, um, this this one here is great. See, Johnny, I'll put my bottle up there till tonight, and then I'll take this home. Uh, yes. You thirsty devils. So liquor talking. We'll be back after these messages. Please stay tuned. Oh, yeah. See, you were wrong. Well, I was enjoying the. <laughs> you had ten more seconds. Well. <laughs> Let's just take our time and just slowly well, no, ease I think this, into the commercials. Everybody was really loving this whiskey, so uh, it's sixty four ninety nine for anybody that's looking for it's it. It's Liquor Talk, WCRN. There you go. Perfect. All right. All right. Let would you like to do a? I let me ask. You. Let me ask you what you would like I'm to do. Pig in this. Yeah, this is really good. This is like this. This, this is really yeah. good. Yeah. You want to see something cool? You guys got a little bit left in there. Magic. You got a little bit left in your in your cups. Um, oh this. So the funny part about this, and I did this for everybody. Uh, right, was just that, down this. So well, well, I'll give him a little bit more if he needs some. Oh. But, but, I did this for everybody on Whiskey Wednesday because I had the sample bottle of this. Here's that my... we picked that we picked off of it. 
I, I get here. Got, oh, okay. oh, you've got that one. Yeah. So here, I'm, let me give you guys this one. This is. You got it. This is. Oh, we're comparing. The two. Yeah, I'm comparing oh, okay. the two. I thought we were going to mix two. No, no, so, let's compare. Like... No, this is actually the Wilderness Trail. This is the sample bottle that they sent us that we picked off of. Now, the funny part is, is that, you know, they do a rough, they do sort of a, a, a rough ABV um, line on it. But this was 105.61 when we tasted it on the sample. The final product came out to 110.4. So I think they had pulled these samples a lot. These they, they sometimes you can pull, taste the difference. You can taste a samples. huge difference. Yeah. So you might have to give Ray a little bit more of the original. Yeah, right. Let me give you a little bottle. I'll give you a little bit more. If this was Randall, I wouldn't do this. But since it's you, Ray, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more. There you go. Um, oh. But you can taste it, and everybody got to taste the difference last night. And 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 I have to say, sometimes this is the way it goes. By the time we pick which barrel we like, it usually no, I've never had it go worse. But but sometimes by the time we pick the barrel and everything is is done, moved along and bottled, time goes by and things do change. Yeah, and sometimes that can be up to almost possibly half a year yeah. on the extreme end. But yeah. most of them, even if it's a couple of months with only the twenty four bottles now exposed with larger surface amount of area to the air, yep. the evaporative loss continues, the concentration of the the, the flavors is is accelerated right so i don't know Red, can you see you can even see the you can even or... see the diff you can see the difference in color the color is the first thing you, yeah positively the color right yeah. so um i think this is really interesting i think it's it was a sort of a cool thing to say the fact that we only got 24 bottles off of this i think was also very very interesting um too um when we come back still hints of both those they both have darker notes so yeah no you like can, tobacco leaf right. rather um like kind of a rich deep uh slightly moving towards the the bitter kind of edge in a positive way like it's like i was saying before i enjoy that flavor but um yeah they are different they you could literally fairly easily tell the difference between but I, but I, you know it's not a the funny part about it is somebody said well, when is this a different barrel i go no if you taste it there's still oh, no it, yeah. You can tell it's a progression and not a complete change. The DNA of that original sample. Well, you're not the same in, guy you were in your 20s, 10 minutes ago, but you're still, you're still <laughs> Ryan Maloney, right? Like, I mean, yeah, it's everything. Well, that's a good example, Randall. Let's go with that one. Right. <laughs> but it's just like, I think that that's, what's funny is like, even when you're talking to people or I think it's, I've, I've ran into this a few times in the past few weeks. They're like, well, do you like this music or do you like, I'm like, it changes. Like, right. I mean, like, and I'm still liking a lot the of the core stuff, right. but like, if you're looking for the snapshot of who I was in my twenties, it's not, it's not the exact same thing, but I'm still a version of myself. So I think that that's applying this to the whiskey. Right. You can tell that these are the same barrel. You can just tell right. that it's progressed much more rapidly into the, into a little bit more of those aged concentrated Product. Yeah, I was really happy with this one. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sort of I'm, I'm happy and I'm sad. I know this is so really good, but I know there's only so much yeah. of it. And and that's like anything else. What's great about whiskey? There's always more whiskey. <laughs> All right, here we go. A 
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And uh, we're broadcasting from Julio's Liquors. Hey, if you want to see uh, some fun stuff on Instagram and stuff like that, go to my Instagram page. It's Whiskey Journeyman, no E in whiskey, Whiskey Journeyman. And uh, Randall Burrs is the spirits medium, although there's how many posts up there now? The same that it was when you put the, those I got to put a new there. post up. But but I will tell you, Randall has a brand new phone. He moved up from an iPhone 6. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Whole uh, fire. And now I've been brought into the electrical. Now he's not. It's steampunk. Um, I, I didn't want to forget to tell everybody this because it was a, a move date on this. Allagash, an evening with Allagash uh, featuring uh, brewmaster Jason Perkins, uh, was changed to uh, Thursday, February 8th, 6 p.m. to 7.30. Exclusive tour through the history, style, and techniques. Get your tickets now. Go to juliuslickers.com. Go to the tasting events and so forth. You'll see it there. Um, this week coming up on Whiskey Wednesday, we'll tell you it's Clyde Maves. I will not be here. Uh, uh, Johnny is going to be taking over for that one. Um, uh, in uh, Geo, I will be in Colorado working on a project for us. Uh, with Old Elk. But uh, Tuesday the 16th, yes. we're doing the uh, Fireflies. Uh... And Randall is uh, will be at Fireflies, a sold-out dinner at Fireflies Tuesday the, the 16th. The tastings of Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. Well, speaking wow. of Buffalo Trace, good lead-in, Randall. I like, yeah, the way I, you, I like the way you did that. Um, Buffalo Trace is coming out with a new whiskey. I don't know if you guys have heard this. It's called Traveler. Uh, whiskey. It's a blended whiskey. Uh, it's blend number 40. Uh, it's 90 proof. And this is a collaboration between Buffalo uh, Trace Distillery, um, the artistry of eight-time Grammy award-winning artist Chris Stapleton, and Buffalo Trace a master distiller Harlan Wheatley. In pursuit of the... Uh, I'll read you the, the thing here. Over 50 blends were sampled. Number 40 was chosen. Uh, it was a carefully uh, curated result of countless hours of tasting. Uh, premium whiskey speaks for himself. So, so I did get a sample of this. Now it's not out yet. It's coming though. It's coming at the end of this month, and we'll be doing some stuff. So keep an keep an eye out for that because we will be. I'm going to put this in a bigger glass. Um, we'll be we'll be doing some pre pre-orders for this so keep an eye out for that the traveler whiskey the traveler whiskey and it's uh chris stapleton is a country uh kind of star yeah music now and this harlan of course wheatley is the master distiller for buffalo trace now um i will let you know that the suggested retail uh, of this is um 39.99 so this is what they're looking at right now let me take that one johnny i'll do another one for myself uh it's 39.99 so under $40 um, is typically where this is going to hit, just to sort of give you some background of what you're tasting. And uh, I'll let you go at it. It's 90, it's 90 proof. This one came from a sample. Uh, the, one, the, the sample you're trying came from actually a bottle of it. So yeah. this is what's going out in the market. This is not a pre-arrival sample or anything like that. This is from a sealed bottle that I, I was yeah. able to get a sample for us to try today. So... And then they have this uh, travel work whiskey is easy to drink, hard not to love. Well, that's what they're saying. But Let's is see. that a Chris Stapleton song? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I am. I, I have to say, of all genres of music, I am probably the least affluent in uh, country. Country. Although I do like some country music. What about dubstep? No. I, no. No. My my oh. 
favorite artist, which probably would not be considered uh, true country, is Dwight Yoakam. So I don't know if you know him. Guitarist, Cadillac, know of him. Billy Music. Oh, yeah. You know him? Yeah. yeah. He's a good guy. He actually was in, uh, he actually has a movie career, too. Favorite country album by a non-country artist? Elvis Costello, Almost Blue. Yes, that is actually a really good album. Yeah. All right, so that I, I regress because this is an eight-time Grammy award-winning, and we're talking about yeah. people that, you know, dabble in his uh, his his chosen field. Whiskey. <laughs> his chosen field of whiskey. Yeah. Well, he's got Harlan there, so it's not really yeah. like, you know, it's not one of those things where you go like, hey, I just came out with this stuff, and like you did it. Yeah. And then people like go like, yeah, I did this. I mean, he was working with Harlan Wheatley, who's right. oh, yeah. one of the top guys in the field. Let's not be let's it not get crazy. It is very easy to drink. Yes. It yes. tastes like whiskey. Um, the nose, I expected it to be um, grainier on the flavor, on the t- taste profile. I would say it's it's not. It is a lighter style. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's pretty easy to drink. I mean, there's nothing. It's not proof So th- that's right. Um, I think it's, you know, at the price point that it's at, I think it's hitting all the right bells and whistles. I'm sure it will do pretty well. I do know that this this is not going to be an allocated whiskey is what they're telling us right until it's allocated. Right. Um, but I think this is supposed to be it's it's packed in 12 pack boxes. Oh, boy. Which uh, well, we which can go into the market. We Most go into listening. It's six pack case unless it's Connecticut 12 standard. Uh, so, so the reason why we, we talk about this in uh, like sort of the, the marketing of retail. And the reason we have a problem with it is if you have two 12-pack cases, which is 24 bottles, you wouldn't be able to stack that on the floor. It would be too low. It looks weird. It's low. If you took the same amount of bottles and did it in six-packs, that would be four six-pack cases. Now it takes up less of a footprint, and you can display it um, at the end of an aisle or wherever you want to. And that's the problem we have with, like, the 12-packs because the smaller the store – less uh, floor space there is the less likelihood of somebody stacking it a 12 case um, than there is for a six so as a marketing move i always think it's better to be in a six pack case but well you know i don't run the company so therefore it doesn't really matter what i think has anyone proposed the idea that they did with the nips for the holidays where they stacked six nips on top of each other in a candy cane <laughs> so just a long tube. A long tube. I'm sure that's in the works. I'm yeah, sure there's okay. one going to be maybe shaped like a guitar. I have yeah. no idea. But um, this is coming out. Like I said, uh, it's there's oh, a lot of there's a lot of four. Yes, a guitar neck. And don't uh, get me started on that. We'll get it. Now I'm going to say that to next show because I'm actually in the process of doing neck core, neck core, and, and your, yeah, your... and and the the cent uh, the center cut memes uh, to prove a point. Is is really where I'm going to, and by the way, I'm proving it. And that very point adjustly. is that the internet is crazy. The internet is actually crazy, but this is the this is the traveler. Hey, Johnny, want to give us some to Dave so we can try it? This is the this is the traveler with two L's. I don't know if that is a significance either. I don't understand that one either. But what do I know? Again, Ryan, what is the basis of this? I mean, is it rye? Is it uh, corn? I believe this is uh, mash. I believe this is mash bill number one from Buffalo Trace, which is primarily corn. Corn. Yeah, it is a blended whiskey, so they can they can put other stuff in it. But so, so I will tell you, it has zero neutral grain spirits, so it exceeds the blended whiskey quality standards. 
if I was to guess, I would say it may may have some Canadian in it, but that's that's pure conjecture on my part. Um, no neutral game. Well, if it's all made at, at um, Buffalo Trace, then it. Uh, I believe it says there's uh, you say that, but there's I think I got a picture of it that will that will sort of okay. um, I think it says uh, blended and bottled at Buffalo Trace. Oh, so that not means distilled, not distilled. To tell you proudly blended and bottled Buffalo Trace Sicilian in Frankfort, Kentucky. So it doesn't necessarily say that all the whiskey is distilled there. Right. So that's Man, my little clue, but but I said not an age statement. I would guess that this is around four, maybe five. Like I'm thinking more like four. Well, if and you're again, gonna, if at you're forty dollars, corn whiskey that's in this, yeah, which would not have a virgin charred oak cask. I would say that it's probably older than that. Because well, it could be. It's it could not, be. Uh, it's not. This is, by the way, all we're talking about right now is all conjecture on Randall and I's part. This is nothing coming from the distillery or or uh, Buffalo Trace uh, or Sazerac Company. Um, right. But I think it should be. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's. There's. It, let's see how it does. It's going to have a good kickoff start. There's a lot of. There's a lot of, of movement. People are very excited about it coming out. Again, I think the. I think the whiskey's good. I mean, you know, it's it's. It's forty dollars. I mean, you know, under under forty dollars. That's yeah. This is what's sort of in there. So um, I hope everybody um, looks for it and tries it. And you be the judge. Oh, well, who will we tell you what type of whiskey? We thought it drink? tasted pretty good. Yeah, I think it's Anytime pretty good. you can get a little sip of this, whether it's at a bar or at a retail store that has a bottle open, I think you'll enjoy it, and it might be worth the price that you want to pay. Next week, I want to talk about neck pour in the center cut. <laughs> <laughs> in the problems that I've caused week? on the interwebs. Are you back next week? Uh, we are back next week. Okay. Yeah, right. we should be back okay. next week. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And um, we hope you have a really great week. Uh, I, I am traveling next week, but I should be back for Saturday, so we should have a show next week. If your head's reeling and you're wondering what just happened for the past hour, it was It's the Liquor Talking. Thank you for listening to us and participating mm -hmm. in our madness. There'll be more of this next week, but please tune in again. Please. <laughs>